Hello, it's Dr. Christine Sauer again with another episode of Sparkles for Better Mental Health. And today I have a very special episode with Brandon Leibovitz. And his topic today, he'll be talking about how entrepreneurs, even if they are stressed, frustrated, or even depressed, can sparkle and make a few extra dollars or a lot more extra dollars. We'll hear about that with SEO marketing and using Google. Now, Google is a scary thing for most entrepreneurs. Welcome, Brandon, and I'm glad to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me on today. Looking forward to it. And, and that's really awesome because really financial health is one of the five dimensions of health and mental health, as I always state. And if somebody has no money, they are not happy. So yeah. many entrepreneurs build a website. The problem with that is nobody finds it. Now, that's your specialty. Tell us a little bit about how we can change that. Yeah, no, I make sure that you show up when people search for your keywords at Google doing using search engine optimization. It's a lot of okay. different ways. Okay, let's step back. What are keywords? Mm -hmm. So yeah, a keyword is what someone searches in Google. So whatever someone searches at Google, that would be a keyword. If it's one word, five words, 20 words, whatever it is, that becomes the keyword that someone's searching for. So really the word keyword is misleading because it can be a whole phrase. Mm -hmm. Yep. And usually you want to do a phrase. You don't want to just do one word because one word doesn't really have much intent. Someone searching for the word like health. What does that mean? It can mean a bunch of different things. So the longer the keyword, the less people that are going to be using it, but the more interested in the product or service that you offer, like someone searching for mental health, a little bit better, but still really ambiguous. You're like, all right, what about mental health do you want to know about? Someone puts in their mental health issues, then all right, maybe they have issues. So you're kind of limiting the people that are looking for it, but honing in on your specific audience, because that's ultimately who you want to reach as your audience. Hmm. Now that is interesting. So how could I say, go for a keyword, say, how mental health makes me feel better. Just basic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Something like that where it's longer, not one or two words, because those short keywords are really broad and generic and have a lot of competition. So finding more long tail keywords, keywords that are two or more words, less people are going to be using it, but the people using it have that intent behind it. So you want to find those keywords and you sprinkle them all over your website that way Google could read and understand that you have those keywords on your page that helps them know that you're targeting those words. So there's a lot of different places to put it on your website in the coding, but an easy place is just the content. So adding keywords and just the content of your website. So having content on each page of your website and you could target different keywords in that content. Okay, so it sounds really complicated. So for most people, not for you, I suppose, because you're an expert in that. How how do I, as a just basic blogger, say, find out if that is a good keyword or what one that millions other target? So the best is using different tools like the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool from Google, and that will show you how many people search for your keyword every single month. So you can see 10 people might search for this keyword every single month. Maybe it's not the best keyword, but if I make it a plural 
or a synonym, I might get 5,000 searches every single month. So making little changes to the keywords, really important. And doing the keyword research is very, very important. So Google Keyword Planner is a good starting point. It's a free tool. It's from Google. So I would use that. There's other paid tools, but Google is going to give you a free tool. I would take advantage of that free tool. Absolutely. So Google helps you use Google better. A little bit, mainly for Google ads. So you could see if I'm running paid ads, how many people are going to be searching for this keyword every single month. So I can budget and know how much I'm going to spend, but it's not really for SEO, but yeah, Google doesn't like SEO. They don't want you to do SEO. They want you to run paid ads so they get more money and become richer. Are you really saying Google wants to get richer? Mm. <laughs> I think you're right, by the way. <laughs> so Brandon, yeah. it sounds like a very dry topic for a young man. How did you get to be passionate about keywords, SEO, and how people get found on Google? I like helping people out or businesses out, watching them grow and help them avoid spending money on Google ads and just watching them go to that, grow to that next level because that SEO traffic is more long-term where it's going to bring in traffic for your website and keep you pretty busy once you get to that first page. So really enjoy that. And Google also keeps it interesting by changing their algorithm every single day. So keeps you on your toes where you kind of just become like a detective, trying to figure out what's going on, what's Google looking for now, or where are they not looking for? And just trying to piece that puzzle together. Now I find that interesting. You said Google makes it interesting. They're changing their algorithm every day. As a small business owner, I find that extremely frustrating because for me, it means if I ever knew anything about SEO, it's obsolete two weeks later. Yep, that's the frustrating part is it changes, but mainly Google is just trying to clean up spam. So as long as you're not doing anything weird or shady, you don't really have to worry too much about those updates. But that's the main thing is they're just really trying to clean up spam. Or sometimes they'll announce like if your website is not mobile friendly, we're not going to show you on mobile devices. Or if your website loads slow, we're not going to rank you as high. But other than that, most of the time, it's really just cleaning up spam. And as long as you're not doing anything weird or shady or buying anything fake or stuff like that, then you don't really have to worry too much about it. Okay, that's good to know. Now, let me ask you, how does Google define spam? Oh, well, there's millions of things that Google looks at as spam, duplicate content, like content copied from one page to another, or if you have really, you're just hiding keywords in like font size 0.001 with white text all over your website or building low quality backlinks or... I mean, there's a ton of things. If you read Google Webmaster Guidelines, it's pages and pages and pages of what they're looking for and what they're not looking for. Now, I personally find it very complicated to move around with Google Analytics, Google Tag. Google has so many different apps that all somehow go together. How do you keep the overview and how do they go together? Which is the most important to know for a small business owner? Well, you track. Business yeah, you got to track everything. And Google Analytics is a free way to track your website traffic and see who's coming to your website. How long are they staying on my website for? What pages do they visit? What pages do they leave from? It shows you a wealth of information and it's free. So you need Google Analytics. Otherwise, you're just going at it without knowing what's working and what's not working. And you have the data there to make statistically informed decisions on how to optimize your website, increase revenue, and really see what's working and what's not working. 
And that's a nice tool that Google gives out and it's free. And I highly recommend that to everyone. Everything else is somewhat important, but Google Analytics is just the most important thing to track, see what's working, what's not working, because it's all there for free. What's the difference between Google Analytics and the Search Console? So Google Analytics shows you everything you want to know about your traffic, where it's coming from, what page they visit, all that stuff. But Google Search Console just shows you everything related to SEO. So what keywords are you ranking for? Do you have any errors on your website? If your website loads slowly, if you've been penalized, they'll tell you all that stuff. So Google Search Console is for SEO data, which is also very important. But Google Analytics just shows you everything about your website traffic. Both I really highly recommend installing and using because they're both free and they're from Google. But Google Analytics is just gives you so much data and data is invaluable. You got to think how much data is worth. These companies want your data and you're getting all this data for free from Google Analytics about your traffic that you could use to help optimize and make a better performing website. Wow. Now, some people might not know this, but Google owns YouTube or vice versa. So how does what I do on YouTube influence being found on Google or does it? So when you search in Google, sometimes you'll see videos appear. If those videos appear in Google, usually it's going to be YouTube because Google owns YouTube. And they're not going to really promote Vimeo or Facebook. So if you optimize videos really well, sometimes they'll show up in the Google search results. But the videos are not going to really make your website rank higher. But they do sometimes show in the search results. So if you optimize your videos, just like you optimize a website, putting keywords in the title, the description, the tags, all these different places, then YouTube could read that video and potentially show it in the Google search results to help get you more traffic that way. So you as an SEO expert could also help somebody get more traffic from YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, any traffic source from Yelp, anywhere, Amazon, there's always an algorithm and a way to rank higher on that platform and do send signals. That way you start ranking higher and higher organically. So how do you know if you're ranking higher and higher and higher? You track everything. And using tools like Google Analytics, it'll show you what traffic or yeah, how much traffic you're getting every single day. So you can see if you're getting more traffic. Google Search Console will show you what keywords you're ranking for you. So you can see what position you're in. But also you want to track using different tools what position you're in. So you can see what position you're in today, tomorrow, the next day, and so on and so on. So you can see how you're doing. Wow, that is, it's fascinating because I know that many, especially life and health coaches, but also other people that start a business. They want to start a business they don't know much about. And they said, well, I should have a website. And then they think, well, I'm not just local. I want to attract people from all over the world. Now, let's imagine somebody like that get, becomes your client. What would they do together with you to get into the SEO games, <laughs> to call it easy? Yeah, no, we would have to follow to get their website found. Yeah, we would do that website audit because the first thing I have to do is check out their website and compare it against the competitors and see why their competitors are ranking and why they're not ranking. Looking at their keywords, looking at the backlinks and just trying to figure out what the disconnect is and how to get them to that level because it's not one size fits all. Every website is different. And all we really care about is who's on that first page of Google, how much SEO have your competitors done and how can we do a better job of that? We don't care about Google. That doesn't matter because Google changes every day. 
But what matters is who's on that first page of Google and how much SEO have they done. So I have to analyze your website and then come up with a strategy and actionable plan of how to get you to that level. So how long does it usually take before you notice an increase in traffic, as we call it? And that one also varies too, depending on the competition and how much SEO has been done to your website versus the competitors. If you're a brand new website, it's going to take six months, if not more, to get Google to trust you. Whereas if you've been around for 10 years, Google's going to trust you a lot quicker and you'll see the movement within a couple months potentially, or even a couple weeks sometimes I've seen. But it just depends on all these variables that go into Google's algorithm, how old you are, your website is, how much trust it's built up over the years, and how much SEO you've done versus the competitors. And then once you start boosting it up and really going with the building or optimizing the website again, it'll be a lot quicker if you've already done some stuff in the past. So I think it's, it's for some people, it's not clear. You say how much SEO you have done. Uh, mm -hmm. Some people may think, oh, you optimize your website once for SEO and then you're done. Why is it an ongoing process? And uh, really, why have, do you have to pay attention to SEO? And how do you do SEO, as you say? <laughs> yeah, no, SEO is not one time because Google needs you to build up that trust. Google doesn't trust anyone. So Google sees all the keywords you put on the website. They don't care what you put on the website because they don't trust you. They want to see backlinks. They want to see other websites talking about you. So backlink is, let's say you're reading an article on the latimes.com and, and there it says Brandon Leibowitz. Click on that and it goes to my website. I'd be getting a backlink from the latimes.com. So the more websites that link to me, the more trust Google gives to me and the higher they're going to rank me. So that's the part that never ends is you need to be constantly building backlinks. And you got to see how many backlinks you have versus the competitors and how to fill that disconnect. And there's free tools, I mean, paid tools. You have to pay for them to see your backlinks or see anyone's backlinks like Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush are all paid tools. But you can put anyone's website in there and see all of their backlinks. And then one by one, you can see which backlinks look relevant and authoritative and reach out to those sites and see if they would link back to you. You can just reach out to those sites and say, hey, I want to be linked back to two or how do you do that? I mean, they say, hey, who are you anyway? What do you want from us? <laughs> yep, that's how you'll look at each one and figure out what did your competitor do and how can I do what my competitor did? Because if my competitor is listed on that website, I could potentially be there as well. I just got to look at what they did. Did they do a sponsorship? Did they write an article? Was it a press release? Did they get a review done? Is it a directory like Yelp or Google Maps or what is it? But you could see, spy on them and take that strategy that's working for them and incorporate it into your own website. Because if they're on that first page of Google, it's more than likely because of those backlinks. It sounds like a lot of work. Yep, that's why it doesn't end because you have to constantly build backlinks. And once you get to that first page of Google, there's only 10 spots. You're pushing someone off that first page of Google. They're not going to be happy about that. And they want to get back on that first page of Google. So they're going to build more backlinks. And they're going to look at your backlinks and see what backlinks you've built and try to outrank you. But if you don't have any competition, then you don't have to worry about that. If there's no competition, then you're not going to have to worry about maintaining the SEO because there's no one trying to push you off that first page. But if you have competition, then you have to do some maintenance to keep those rankings. And that maintenance is those backlinks. So is that where the notion comes on that you should uh, pick a niche if you ever want to rank on Google? Unless you're Google itself, of course, or some website like Healthline, who's always on top, or Wikipedia. 
classic examples of very high ranking websites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just have built up that trust over the years. They've been around for 20 years or however long, and that's a lot of trust that's been built up over the years versus your a new website. Google's like, rather rank Wikipedia over a new company because we don't know who you are. We know Wikipedia is Wikipedia. We don't know who you are. And with help, you have to be very careful. They don't want to just give out misinformation. That is true. There's been a lot uh, talked about banning stuff and... Uh... I got around that because I'm careful about what I write. <laughs> and sometimes it is helpful not to express your true opinion when it comes to business, <laughs> if you want to not be banned, right, in these times. And that's just a fact of life. So let me ask you, if I'm a small business owner and I see, I go, say, I add my website to Google Analytics. Oh, I don't even know how to do that. And I say, I need somebody to do that stuff. I don't want to do it. I want my coaching business. So they come to you and say, Brandon, how can you help me? What do you do? Well, so I analyze her website and figure out what's working, what's not working, and analyze their website versus their competitors and try to figure out what's going on, how many backlinks do they have, how many backlinks do the competitors have, and how do we get them to that level that they want to be at? So always start off with the website analysis and then take it from there with the strategy. Okay. It sounds like it would be very expensive. Nope. It's all free. So if anyone wants a free website analysis, they can go to my website and book a time on my calendar. And I'm happy to check it out from an SEO point of view, what's working and what's not working. And they could go to seooptimizers.com. That's SEO optimizers.com forward slash gift and they could find the gift there along with my contact information but also my calendar if they did want to book a time for a free website analysis from an SEO point of view. Now absolutely you should do that and take advantage of talking to Brandon especially if you're one of the many stressed and frustrated uh, startup entrepreneurs that try to get on the first page of Google and it is a hard feat. And I just read an article that how many percent of traffic comes from the first page of Google? A lot. Mm, the majority of people don't really go to page two unless they're looking for something really specific or unique. But other than that, most people don't really go too far down on that first page. When you consider what we are all doing, when I Google something, I stick to the first page. I'm just one of the many. <laughs> We all do, and it's very rare. I go mm. two or three, you maybe have a chance, but after page three, most people are gone. So those specific keywords you mentioned, I think are very interesting. And uh, I think it is important for small business owners that want to have any online business to think about that. Because yes, you can put a website up, but it's kind of like putting out a post in the desert, right? Nobody sees it unless you build a road to it. Isn't that what you're doing with your SEO? Yep, you can build the nicest website, spend all this money on a website, but if you don't optimize it, then it's not gonna get traffic to, I mean, you're not gonna get that SEO traffic. So hmm. you gotta build awareness. You can't just spend all your money on the website. You gotta drive people to your website as well. 
So if you start up as a business, you might be able to get away, just have the website, and then you go out, meet a few friends and say, hey, I have a website, you go to, there's traffic, yeah, one or two. But if you want thousands, oh, how big are the biggest website? How much traffic can you get? Yeah, we got to ask Google, they know. <laughs> how many billion of people are on the internet? <laughs> we need to look at Google Analytics for Google. Yeah. I think Google itself has probably millions and billions of views because you can see when you look for a certain keyword, I always say Google knows everything. You just yep. Google for something, Google has all the answers, all 7,585,000 of it, but which ones are right for <coughs> you? You can Google SEO, SEO, how to do SEO. You get about 10 million answers, I'm sure. But if you want to know what you need to do to grow your business, I think it's probably a better option to talk to somebody like Brandon. And I'll make sure, Brandon, to wrap this slowly up, we put your website underneath your name, underneath the video, and in the description of the podcast version. So if anybody wants a free analysis of their website, and I recommend anybody does it, it's well worthwhile to see what Google thinks of your website. You might get a slight shock. I did the first time I did it, I thought, oh my God, nobody looks at my website. No wonder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we spend a lot of time sometimes creating content that no one sees and that is frustrating so hiring somebody like brendan can help you be seen be appreciated and uh, i highly recommend you do that so brendan thank you so much for being on the podcast today and uh, uh illuminating a little bit some uh, the, the 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 many people entrepreneurs that are start up they're stressed because it doesn't work they're frustrated they tried this tried that nobody's looking at their website so i'm very pleased that they now have an option and heard about seo and brandon thank you so much yeah thanks for having me on today all the best bye bye, bye.